So, uh, good morning, Jedi. What time is it there in Hawaii? It's 5 a.m. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> Jed, I told Jedi, I'm like, I owe you for this one to get this out of the way early. She's like, the show must go on. Must you are a trooper. On. Did you yeah. tell Jedi I have an imp- I have an important doctor's uh, appointment today? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. is this the infamous hey. colonoscopy? No. Uh, the Jedi, they're going to check all 18 holes. Yes. <laughs> This is an 18-hole colonoscopy. Oh, could take gosh. four to five hours. And yeah, there'll be, there'll be beer served, which is great. Ugh. Where um, where are you playing? Uh, Lyman Orchards, a a beautiful golf course in Connecticut. It's it's uh it's literally an uh a, like a big apple orchard. Uh, they do yeah. pee all sorts of fruit. Um, the courses are gorgeous. There's two giant 18-hole courses. So uh. Yeah, it's going to be in a beautiful day. I know. It is a nice day. Now, Jedi, since we're going to be talking about planes and stuff, I've had a nightmare experience over the last few days with my trip to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so the first, I've seen. The, yeah, the first day I get to Worcester at 3 o'clock, me and my friend there, we have a few drinks. It gets to 4 o'clock. The flight was at 5. It gets delayed to 6, then 7. Then they get us on the plane at 7. We're sitting on the plane and said, ah, you're going to get back off. We get back off, it gets to 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and then it just got canceled till the next day. Now, Jedi, it said the weather in New York was terrible. It was a beautiful night in Boston. We're only an hour away. Like, I don't believe that stuff. I don't know what's going on, why we couldn't fly. They but probably even... were short-staffed. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. The, the same thing happened the way back. Our flight yesterday was for 5 o'clock. It got delayed to 6 they said that there was um, communication problems with the radios. Again, like, I, I don't believe it. Why would you want to go on that plane if there are a com- problem with the radios? <laughs> See, that already sounds like the Bermuda Triangle. When you're exactly. Saying, the instrument, it, what's going on there? That's got to be something. <laughs> and it was just chaos at the airport. It was like they were on their first day at work or something. It was no communication. So, Jedi, we're flying home last night. It's 10 o'clock, and I log into my email. We're exhausted. And it said, sorry, your luggage didn't make it on this flight. It's on the next flight. So we had to hang around for, like, three hours. That is oh, so terrible. I know. Yeah, so. Um, Did you get at do... least any free vouchers of food or anything? <laughs> it was so unorganized we couldn't even find anyone to talk to we found one lady she's like oh no i'm like so we didn't want to check our luggage you forced us to you charged us and then the stuff still didn't get there but i don't buy all these delays and stuff my friend just got stuck in florida for two extra days because he couldn't get home i i do think short-staffed or something yeah they are that's why if you you notice all these airlines are pushing for new hires and they're advertising So I was going to say last week's show was one of our biggest shows with Leonard Peltier. Yay. And yeah, Levi, Kevin, they were awesome. But Rachel Thunder, she was amazing. And we definitely have to have her back on when that walk is over. Her yes. nickname is Stolior. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, no, no, no. What's yeah, Stolior? Rachel Stole Your Thunder. Oh God! Thanks, Jedi. Up for you, people. Yeah, getting ready for back to school. Got to crank them dad jokes up. No, they were great, and I'll tell you, you know, uh, I I've actually heard from people that that listened to that episode uh, that thought that was amazing. Um, again, the idea of having all of those people in one place is something that I guess doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. yeah, and something something I came across was when I sometimes post our topics on websites, people either ignore it or sometimes I even get, you're not allowed to post this here, but every Native American person, they're just so appreciative that we're like touching on this subject, Yeah, that we're shedding some a little bit of light to it. Um, but I'm definitely interested to like follow that walk. We're woke.
Greetings, Marks, Todd, Jedi, and producer Joe here at Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Sometimes when it comes to mysteries, you just go with it because one, you have no plans to carry out the steps to disprove these theories. Two, the supernatural is just something that you just don't want to mess with. Or three, you just don't want to risk your life trying to find out the truth. For many, it is such the case for the Bermuda Triangle. So I'm surprised it took us 60 episodes to get here because the Bermuda Triangle is one of the most common <laughs> conspiracies out there. So you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, um, the Bermuda Triangle consists of, you know, the three points, Miami, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico, and the Atlantic Ocean, North North Atlantic Ocean. And it consists of 500,000 square miles, starting with the tip off of Florida, Miami. And um, I don't know, it says that there's a place in the, the Bermuda Triangle is a place where, you know, planes, ships, and even people disappear. Yeah, it was first written about in 1950 in the Miami Herald, where a guy wrote about several loss of planes, ships, and including, I think Flight 19 is the biggest one with the, the Navy uh, torpedo bombers. Oh, yeah. That one was weird. Yeah, even one of the um, rescue planes that went out to, to find them was lost. See, that's what I think of when I think of the Bermuda Triangle is the a, a, a ship going down and then they go to rescue it and then that ship also disappears because the, you know, the little meters, everything goes nuts on there and the magnetic forces and all that. And I believed... I believe that that was like a scary place as a kid because they always talked. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. the cartoons that quicksand and the Bermuda Triangle looked like two real serious <laughs> issues yeah. that we would be dealing with in life. And it does not stand out at all. Not, I haven't seen quicksand ever, as a matter of fact. And I've flown over the Bermuda Triangle and nothing, nothing. And I want something. But this, the last, they said this has just been happening since like the 1800s. Ships have been disappearing. Well, if that were true, there'd be a lot more to this. As Todd just mentioned, it wasn't until like the 1950s where this became a thing, the Bermuda Triangle. And I think the legend is sort of grown where people are like, oh, yeah, like the old Viking ships are getting stuck there all the time. Except for that nobody ever said that before. Yeah, it didn't get its name till 1964, and its nickname is the Devil's Triangle. Which I love. Yeah. So, Joe, the last time I saw Quicksand, you ever seen that movie Pure Luck with Martin Short? Yeah. <laughs> he's stuck in Quicksand. He's making no attempt to get out, and he's, like, down to his neck. He's like, why are you doing that? He's like, oh, well, if you try to get out, it only makes it worse. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> so is Quicksand a real thing, or it just kind of, like, is an exaggeration? Or just it something is a like real a thing, right? It is a real thing, and it is true. Like, the more you struggle with quicksand, the quicker you will fall in. But, I mean, right. of course, if you don't do anything, you will <laughs> eventually get sucked all the way in. So you, there, there does have to be some element of resistance on that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's, you know, obviously it's uh, – again, you would, you've would you gotten the sense that uh, every couple of blocks that you might have to look for quicksand, and it, it's not in a lot of places. And there would always be a guy putting a stick in that you have to hold on to, <laughs> a little branch. <laughs> Where would oh. you encounter quicksand anyway? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think the Amazon is probably the top place to go if you would like the unfortunate circumstances of getting caught uh, stuck in quicksand. Yeah, it, oh, and Bridgeport. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! That, that's a Ooh. weird town, Joe. We have yeah. a town, Bridge Bridgeport, down in New York, Jedi. It's just there's the most beautiful part of it. What Black Rock, Joe? And then yes. it's just like you go to one part, people are getting shot every night. It's crazy. Oh my gosh! That is such a you know. It's funny because 
when when you hear the term white flight and people, you know, are like, what does that mean? And literally people fleeing to the suburbs. There was a time where Bridgeport, Connecticut was a pretty major city. And there were obviously some nice houses in there and really nice, really nice areas of town. And now it is not that at all uh, shocking. And that's only been in the last 60, 65 years that that's happened. So within like two generations, it went from a prominent city to like, yeah, for lack of a better term, the ghetto. Yeah, there's tons of places in New England just like that. Same thing. My mother grew up in a town in the 60s, Brockton, Mass. I don't know if you heard of it. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's where um, Rocky Marciano's from, the Brockton Bomber. And Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler. Yeah, and Marvin Hagler. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So some people just think this is an urban legend, and some people think it's a lot more. But the, the compass with the magnetic connections, that definitely has something to do with the conspiracies. Yeah, they said that uh, with ships and airplanes, their compasses just go haywire in the Bermuda yeah. Triangle. Yeah, and the people that don't think it's real, they think it's this whole mystery is based on just a couple noteworthy disappearances. And they say there's nothing, there hasn't been any more than there should have been over whatever the last 70 years. That's what the U.S. Coast Guard says. Nothing anything oh, that's what they different. Say, that, that's what the Coast Guard says? Yeah, that it, there's no difference in, uh, uh, you know, no greater frequency in the Bermuda Triangle area compared to other areas in the ocean. Yeah, they did their, like, top 13 most dangerous places in the ocean, and the Bermuda Triangle didn't even make the list. I saw like, that. That was a serious, like, right? Like, doesn't that kind of tear your heart out a little bit? Like, yeah, like when you found out Pluto wasn't a planet, you're like, "Oh, come on, why not?" Yeah. I, I know it's small and icy, but it, it, it was a planet. I hate that. I hate having to give stuff back. You know? Yeah, let us have it. Who cares? It's <laughs> well, not going to hurt anyone. It's not hurting anybody. Let, Joe, let us believe that there's something after we die, and not the people that come in and say, "Oh no, you nothing." <laughs> <laughs> I hate those people. Oh, you're just hallucinating when you're dying. You're not seeing the light. Well, wait a minute. Why would you want to think that? <laughs> you know, so, let me just say yeah. to that, the only thing I hate about, and, and again, because I grew up Catholic, you go to a lot of funerals, and the number one repeated phrase that I hear people say to the widow of the guy that just died is, he's in a better place. And I think to myself, that has got to be the worst thing to say to somebody who just lost somebody. Like, I know you'd like them to be here with you. They're in a better place. <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh, my God. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh, man. Did you guys hear about that guy, that guy, Larry Kush, um, Jedi, the librarian that wrote that book, The Bermuda Triangle? No. Oh, he's another one of those people that says um, they're all exaggerated claims. So, Jedi, so we know the compass is one of the theories, uh, supernatural, and another one is the Gulf Stream current. Did you see that? Yeah, I actually think that that's more of the cause of lost ships, but it doesn't explain the planes, right? Well, they say if the planes crashed, the Gulf Stream would take it, and the planes weighed so much, it would instantly sink if there was any type of storm and stuff. That Flight 19, it was in a storm. It said it weighed 14,000 pounds empty. So the second it hit the water, it would just disappear. So they wouldn't be able to find it. Well, dude, like that flight, uh, nah, the one a few years ago, that flight. Malaysia? The Malaysian flight, yes, thank you. Um that thing was obviously had nobody knows what happened there. The, I, probably everybody was dead, right? But the second that right. thing hit the water, it's pieces are going here, there, and everywhere. And and to think that this day and age, something could just like disappear on Earth and we can't find it—that's crazy. That that's that that's still a thing. Yeah, I know debris was found, but they can never ever match it up with Malaysia. Like they think probably, but they don't really know for sure. Well, right. How many how many wings are just floating around the Pacific, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
so a couple of things, Jedi. Human error and violent weather could be some reasons. Yeah. So where do you guys? Yeah, yeah. Jedi, are you kind of a believer in this, or I'm kind of up in the air. I think that it's mostly, you know, environmental reasons. Like, you know, that 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 area is known for a lot of tornadoes and tropical storms, and like you said, the the currents. I mean, all those three things combined easily, easily could lose and you know disappear, cause planes and ships to disappear. You want another factor? How about it's a heavily traveled area? between a continent and two major islands and so of course there's a lot of traffic and where you would see more traffic than not you're gonna see the likelihood of there being a greater likelihood of an accident of any kind whether it's you know right and so and again i mean i think all you really need in the ocean guys you know is two or three ships a plane goes down in the same area and you're like that place is cursed and i always thought again mentioning the stupidity of it all the the fact that we've learned a lot about this from cartoons is (laughs) i know don't base your beliefs on cartoons it's never good but since i did they always portray the water as very calm When something happens and then suddenly it gets like dark in the rain and then everything goes to haywire like that's not how weather works. So that probably the the water's not calm and then suddenly ships sink there. I mean, that's also a place where you're going to see, as you said, terrible storms. Right. I mean, what, what do you think, Todd? You're, you're, you believe that it, it's a, uh, a devil's triangle and it's a vortex for the devil for people to go to hell or? <laughs> if, Todd, Todd, not for nothing. I know you're a Hoops fan. Yeah. If one more helicopter crashes into that mountain where Kobe's, right? You'd yeah. be like, that oh. place is cursed. I don't mean it like that, but I'm saying if if that became a pattern where a couple more places go, of course people would be like, that area has got to be cursed. There's got to be something about that area and the the San Andreas fault that's making people would start to think that. And why wouldn't they? Yeah. No, That's Jedi, I kind of think I kind of think there's something spooky going on. I don't know what there is to it. But Joe, on the Kobe thing, how creepy is that 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 like police I mean the fireman took a photo and stuff and was sharing it. You saw that lawsuit, right? She won yeah, I, she yeah, won sixteen she, yeah. million dollars. Yeah, she did better than Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for pictures well, that she'll get her money. the thing i found most interesting i mean listen i I, my brother's an emt my brother's a lot of respect for and had had people die literally in front of him it's kobe bryant though you know i i could see where somebody would be like i don't know i gotta take a picture of this don't i like i'm this is kobe bryant here Although, from what I understand, it sounds like Kobe's head was uh, decapitated in the crash. Yeah, that's what I read, too. They didn't say that, but if you read what the testimony of the picture was and the way the questions were asked, that that it sounded like he was decapitated. And because the, the picture, you couldn't identify him in the picture. Right. Obviously, they were going by the, you know, African-American skin. Um, yeah. But then the guy was asked uh, about... If, if the head was with the body and he was like, no, that's why he couldn't positively identify who the picture was. But Kobe was the only dark skinned black guy in the helicopter. So, yeah, I, I don't know him. how those people, how those people do that job. Now, Joe, do you have you ever seen Northwood's Law? No it's a TV show. It's basically like cops, but it's up in New Hampshire and Vermont. So everything is like this guy had a bear trap. It's all stuff like that. Oh, that's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's like these people are feeding a bear, so the warden will go to the house, but you can't feed the bear after write you a ticket. Every case is like this. How do I not um, know about this show already? Yeah. It's called, <laughs> it's, it's called Northwood's Law. It's just so interesting because it's it just is. So the other day there was they found a car in a pond and there was a missing body. So they had divers go down and they show you them swimming. They show underwater like the GoPro and they show it going up to the car and looking in and they kind of black out and they're like, yep, we got them. It's been underwater for five months, but to be able to do that job and to be able to look at decomposed bodies and stuff, 
I don't know. That would uh, yeah. You can't have you can't think about that. Your, that I don't know. I don't know how to. I was at the Cape for ten days last week, and I came home, and I went and sat out on my back deck the day I got home, and one of my cats had killed something clearly days earlier, and my daughter was home, and her boyfriend had come over, and 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 they had dinner out on the deck, and I was like, you didn't smell. The stench of death <laughs> out here. Oh, you guys ate? You guys had like a dinner with that? Right. Oh, good. I don't get that. Uh, you know, I couldn't do that job, Todd. I couldn't do that oh, job. Yeah. I don't mind blood and guts, but if I had to sift through it or collect it, no. No body yeah. parts, blood, no splatter. severed body parts freaks me out like you can't even believe that yeah. that yeah. that freaks me out. But what I'm wondering is, do they keep that life separate from when they go home? Like, do you think they can do that? Those people that have those jobs, or do you they think they're up at night thinking them. about it? I know that's that's crazy to me. Again, my brother talked to me. My brother, I told you, I think I told you this, believes in souls, that, that human beings yeah. have souls. Yeah, and I was like, dude, that's so stupid. And he was like, I literally saw a soul leave a person's body. And what am I going to say to that, Todd? No, right. you didn't. Right. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, if you if you believe that, then I believe that you think that like 100%. And, and, right. and no one's ever died in my arm. So I guess I, I can't really tell you that you're wrong. Right. I just never... I've just never seen it. But yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think, I just, again, it's like, dude, imagine, again, we did JFK a few weeks ago. Imagine the person that had to take that flap and put it like, mm, no. Now, when you questioned your brother that souls didn't leave the body, did he pull up a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> no, he didn't. If, if only he knew the right way to do it. It is hard to argue. It is so hard to argue with people who have a PowerPoint presentation at, at the ready. Right? I did just the other night, by the way. And you guys know, I mean, I do really like Dave Weiss. I think he's a yeah. nice guy. He's he's a fun guy to be around. He's got a great energy. Clearly full of shit on everything that comes out of his mouth. You know that guy, Professor Dave? The Professor Dave videos. He's a scientist, and and he has destroyed the Flat Earth Society a few oh, times. Oh, yes, yes. And I watched him and Dave Weiss on a podcast together, and Dave was so angry at this guy. He kept, he was like, kept going, <laughs> why are you such a dick? He was get, really getting flustered. Like, yeah. everything Dave said... And before he could get the, the slideshow coming out, the professor was like, Dave, let me tell you why that's stupid. And I'll disprove that without even using science just for you, just for fun. And then I'll prove it with science when I'm done. And it just was dismantling Dave Weiss. Wow. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, uh, what I love about Dave Weiss is his ability to basically, you can come at him and he's like, da, pa, pa. With this scientist, dude, it was like jacked against the wall and just hit in the face yeah. over and over again. Really? No, it was bad. Oh. I'll have to check that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, if you like Dave Weiss, this will really upset you because he got destroyed for like an hour. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jedi, well, do we have anything else on the um, Bermuda Triangle? Well, yeah, I mean, some people think it, that it's a secret base over there, some secret organization. That's why everything, all the electronics go haywire in that area. I also like the uh, idea of Atlantis yes, having sunk true, down right? in a triangular shape. <laughs> I saw a lot of cartoons where the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle Atlantis, the dead, the, right? Yeah, Atlantis, yeah. I, I've always been fascinated by that. And funny, I was just telling the story the other day. You know, from outer space, a couple of years ago, they found Sodom and Gomorrah, the cities that were destroyed in the Bible. They found them underneath the Red Sea. And now they figured out the story in the Bible where God supposedly destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, fire and brimstone. Do you know what actually happened? simultaneously there was an earthquake which caused a volcano nearby to erupt the fire and brimstone 
Mm. When the earthquake occurred, tsunami hit, and it absolutely destroyed both of those cities and wiped them off the face of the map. And they found well, it they that. found it via satellite in outer space. Look that up. It's insane. But they're already like going through and and um picking that city apart underwater now. Wow. It's I'm amazing a, how yeah. things can happen on this planet. So the idea that there was some sort of Atlantis or whatever, and that if it were to sink, what kind of effect would that have? You know? Well, they, 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 they say that, you know, the reason why ships disappear is because they're trying to avenge their city. And so they're taking down all these ships because of the lost city of Atlantis. And battered souls. I'm obsessed with tsunamis. I go down a rabbit hole on YouTube sometimes. That one in Sri Lanka where 300,000 people died, you could see it coming in. There's just there's nothing you can do. Yeah, oh, but I'm wondering. Is, it's the scariest thing in the world. Yeah, but what if you're a boat like miles out? You're good? Because it seems like though it just keeps getting momentum bigger. Yeah, so if if when the, when the tsunami starts, if you're here, yeah, you would yeah. be perfectly fine although i think when the receding happens i would assume there's probably got to be bigger waves going back out to sea as well and then you'll capsize right oh yeah Yeah. either way near or far i wouldn't want to be on the water when a tsunami hits again to to see you know it's funny one of my students the other day said to me he goes man don't you think it's weird that we haven't explored like 70% of the ocean. And I was like, well, that's not true. We've explored more than that. But there are a great amount of places in our ocean. The Mariana Trench is the deepest, deepest point on the planet. We don't have anything, any sort of vehicle that could withstand the water pressure to go down that far. It would absolutely implode. And so humans can't go down that far. And so We'll never get to see what creatures might be lurking underneath the Mariana Trench. There's Isn't that weird, though? It I is mean, insane we, to think yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be life down there, Jedi. Some kind of, you know, like the fish from Finding Dory with the the light bulb on it, the big giant teeth. There's got to the be stuff down monster. there like that. The Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> there could very well be a hole under the Loch Ness and that he's getting out and traveling longer distances. Why not? When it comes to water, when it comes to big bodies of water, to me, things that are inside of it, we can't even fathom right? the things that could be, especially when you're talking about depths that we don't have instruments that can that can even get to. Yeah. Now, uh, I just went to Atlanta, and I went with my friend. We both live in the Boston area, and we met up with someone that's from uh, Colorado. And we were talking about – and Jedi, so you live on the coast. I mean, you live where you can get to the water. Yeah. So do we. We totally take for granted that we have the ocean here. There are some people that could go their whole lives and not see the ocean. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. get that. I have to go to the beach. I would go to the beach every single day. Yeah. We have the most, yeah, we have the most amazing beaches here too. And we totally take it for granted because I like to go too, but I'll go like a couple times a summer. You'd think that you'd want to, you'd appreciate it more. <laughs> and some just people like just is. don't care about it at all. We're getting more woke by the, by the minute here, guys. <laughs> so, Joe, speaking Save of, the earth. Speaking, yeah. Speaking of woke, I was browsing facebook the other night and i noticed like a bunch of people are fighting and i'm like what's going on that biden thing that passed with the uh with the student Student loan loan. why does that have to be a political thing all the right people went one way and i don't get that here's the funny thing the right now the republicans are trying to sell this as this is philosophy majors who went to ivy league schools that live in California and New York and they can't find jobs. And so they need machinists in Ohio and coal miners in West Virginia to pay off their loans. When the reality is, is the the loans that we're talking about being forgiven are called predatory loans. It's where the bankers are, are raping people financially. And so for anybody on the right, who's like, yeah, 
yeah, the bank should get all their money. These are predatory loans. These loans are illegal. These loans, again, sometimes people get put into, if anybody had an adjustable rate mortgage, if you've ever had one of those, you know that when you're at 6.99%, that payment is all right, Todd. And then it jumps to 14.99 and oh, all of a it sudden, hurts. dude, you're all, oh, and then it gets jacked up to 21% and you're fucked. And so those are the kinds of loans we're talking about where, where people wanted to get an education and were taken advantage of. When Donald Trump did it, they also found that illegal at Trump University, got fined $25 million. So this is just a similar thing. And just a few weeks back, they had that whole thing with DeVry College, which had duped people out of millions and millions of dollars. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to make right by people. Um, it's funny when, when they cut uh, $100 trillion in taxes for the rich three years ago, I didn't hear too many people bitching about that. Why do I have to subsidize the rich? Why do we give subsidies every single month to ExxonMobil, a company that makes $90 billion a month in profit? We subsidize when they have issues out on those, uh, those oil rigs. The government pays for that. That's insane. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset by it. Uh, if you have a student loan, see if you're qualifying and get rid of it and move on with your life. It, this is a good thing. It's a good thing, and I'll say this too. I said it on my politics show last night, Todd straight up a bribe trying to buy votes yeah. yeah exactly yeah that's what i was gonna ask you yeah that's this is a, a hundred yeah you don't do something like this just before an election by coincidence <laughs> right right <laughs> you know listen they're chipping away gas prices are down the inflation uh overall is, is down about eight eight point four percent gas prices have dropped for like 40 straight days groceries are getting i mean it's still still bad Prices are still too high, but they're working at it and they're making steady progress. And now they're like, hey, you know what? Your student loans, well, we'll take care of that, too. Like, come on. What do you think they're doing? Of course. Yeah, right. Right. The other thing you may have noticed, guys, is the Democrats have still done nothing in, in any way, shape or form to try to codify Roe v. Wade or, or abortion rights, if you will. They don't want a resolution on that. They like the open-endedness. Yeah. And the and again, you just saw in Kansas a couple weeks ago, the very conservative state of Kansas was like, we're keeping our abortions, thanks, anyway. Um, Here comes the blue wave, Joe. <laughs> listen, well, the, the funny thing is, is, Todd, this is supposed to be a red wave. Yeah. It was how this all started. And we've already seen a four-point national shift towards Democrats. Which, again, when you look at the economy, is mind-blowing. I asked this question last night. Why are the Republicans not talking about how they would fix inflation? The economy's on everybody's mind. That's what everybody wants to know. The, the Democrats, they're making progress. Can you tell us you could fix this quicker, better, faster? Because if you can do that, this should be a cinch for them. It's the number one thing on people's mind way before Roe v. Wade. But they want to talk about caravans at the border and Hunter Biden's laptop, and that's not going to get you elected. Got to tell me what you're going to do. These guys are bad. Got it. But yeah. wh why are you good? They're not saying anything. If you look at all the Republican ads, nobody's saying anything. They're all in it for themselves, like so bad. Of course. Yeah. Dude, have you seen Herschel Walker? <laughs> oh my god that guy cannot put together a coherent sentence and i'm not being hyperbolic here he yesterday questioned climate change because look at all the trees Th that that human being cannot be a senator okay he's got cte he's walking around with cte Right? If you want to study CTE, spend a couple hours with Herschel Walker. You don't have to wait till they're dead. This is a live one. I, unbelievable, dude. This guy is clueless. Absolutely clueless. And they're they're hoping people will be like, dude, it's Herschel Walker. Yeah, right. That's funny. I was in a cab the other night in Atlanta, and I asked the guy, I'm like, who do you think the 
most popular athlete of all time is in Atlanta. I was thinking maybe maybe Mike Chipper Vick. Jones. Chipper Jones, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, he's, Andrew he's, Jones. We could just stay on the Joneses. There's a lot of them. Greg Maddox, <laughs> Smolta. He said uh, probably Herschel Walker, yeah, and it was for college. Yeah. Yeah. That I'll says a some... lot. And by the way, Herschel Walker, dumbest man on the planet, is running against a man, an African-American man, who is a Ph.D. Really? Yes. Yes. Uh, Raphael Warnick, yes, has a Ph.D. And is a pastor at a, at a black church. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? No, Jedi, Go Bulldogs. Uh, thinking of sports, because the way the United States is, it's either some states like down south have their college teams where we live. Well, Joe, you guys, uh, <laughs> Connecticut, <laughs> the, the Whalers, <laughs> Connecticut Sun. That is, that is kind of weird. Well, you get all about Yukon women and Yukon men. It's funny, people, because we are, yeah, this state is very passionate about Yukon basketball. The football's terrible, which sucks. Uh, and you would have thought the Connecticut Sun would be the most well-attended, most supported WNBA team. But just yeah. like the entire rest of the league, it's got no fan base and nobody cares. Well, like and, I said, no, yeah, no one can take it serious if your arena is in a casino. Yes, yes. The other problem is, is the Connecticut Sun never seemed to get former UConn players on it. And so, like, I don't know, get any one of those girls these people spent years cheering for. Uh, you never know. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, so, Jedi, I was going to say Hawaii. Uh, you were just telling me you saw the Manti Teo special, huh? We'll have to do a yes, show on that. Yes, I did. You need to watch it. I mean, we could do a story on that. <laughs> it was—it's so bizarre. Yeah, I'm gonna—I was gonna watch on the plane, but I think I'm gonna watch it tonight. <laughs> well, I was gonna say same with you guys. Your sports team, and I was just thinking how they renamed all the sports teams because of the Native Americans. Is Hawaii still the Warriors, or? Um, yeah, they're still the Warriors. Yeah. But aren't they the Rainbow Warriors? Yeah, I was going to say Rainbow Warriors. They took that out long time ago. Oh, they got so rid of the I, rainbow part? They were yeah. like, get rid of the uh, L LGBTQ nod, and let's just go right to insulting Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Warriors. But the high I know, school... right? As if, as if a warrior... As if the word warrior was only developed when, when Native Americans were discovered, right? And not like back... A couple thousand years ago, everybody's had warriors. That's a very, um, Todd, that's a very loose term. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't, exactly. I can't get behind that. Or like the chiefs. I mean, the United States military has chiefs. A lot of places so, have chiefs. That doesn't necessarily, it's not specific to a group. If you're saying like the Redskins, like, ah, we know who you're talking yeah. about. Got it. Right. That one got to right. go. But so the Braves. That's like a well, compliment. They do that <laughs> that doesn't do that sound wa like a negative. The Wahoo chant. Yeah, well, speaking of Wahoo, the Cleveland Indians mascot. Do you remember yeah. that old Chief Wahoo? The, yeah. He, the only logo in sports where the logo looked like it was inebriated. Like, he looked like a drunken old Indian. Yeah. Uh, that was, as a kid, I remember seeing that and thinking... I'm not woke or anything when I'm like six years old, but I remember seeing that and being like, this isn't right. Something there's something not right about this, this guy's face. I don't like it. I've never, I'd never liked it. Never liked it. The guardians. It's a stupid name. I know. I know. It's a stupid <laughs> name. What I was going to say was we're talking about these native American names. Now the company I'm working for now um, we're working with children, and for the last 10 years, when we get the kids together, we called it tribes. Uh, and they, they had to change that. Now it's teams. They're not allowed that's to use a tribe. Big deal. That, that's, that is idiotic. Yeah. Again, just, the, yeah, the, idea that a, the idea that a tribe, right? It, like, the, the Jews, the, the, the tribes of Egypt, uh, right? I mean, there's, there's, right. we've heard those terms. A generic term, I, I, I'm sorry, but to suggest it implies one group or another 
is to is to literally be ignorant and and to cherry pick your arguments. It really is, and I, I'm not for that at all, you guys. Okay. I'm not Again, either. I think if if you had a team literally where you call them like the Brooklyn N words, like that would be right. You'd Offensive. be like, you can't do that. The Redskins is about to me as bad as it got. Like, that's an offensive term. The fighting Irish, to be honest, if the Irish wanted to make a bigger deal about that leprechaun, drunken leprechaun, what, in a fist fight, I could see where Irish people would be like, dude, really? That's not, that's not cool. But right. other than that, dude, warriors, chiefs, shut up. Come on. But I think people just like walking on eggshells and just not sure what to do. It will be right again. We got to a point where, dude, I think I told you this story once too. My daughters, uh, uh, I said something on like, Oh, that black eye, and they were like, Oh, you can't yeah. say that. And I was like, I can't say what black or guy, and they're like, you can't call a black person black. Yeah, I said, Well, how else might I refer to that? He's just a person. I'm like, no, I got that, but I'm trying to help. I'm trying to get you to identify the, I'm like your buddy that was here the other day. Which one? The taller guy. Skinny. <laughs> Neon shorts. No? Still not helping the black guy. Black! How could you? Like, uh, uh, you're just trying to find a characteristic that would help yeah. you identify but they were freaked out by that word. And it's like, no, dude. Yeah. And, you can and, say and, that. and not only, not only is it that, I mean, listen, words, words are words. It's really, it's the intent with which you right, use exactly, the word. Exactly. That, right. I mean, just hearing a word, you can't be like, Oh my God, my, my virgin ears, like grow up. Seriously, grow up. You're going to hear words <laughs> that you don't like. Sometimes if someone's right. screaming obscenities, or racial insults in your face or someone else's face, that's dead wrong. But if you're offended by the word chief and you don't even know the context that we're using the word in, you're an idiot. Right. Yeah, the PC. Well, listen, the reason why more people, Todd, independents are prone to go right than left is because of the idiotic PC nonsense. Which in many cases, I think gets blown out of proportion. But in a lot of cases, again, it's just, it's stupid and petty. It's not helpful. And it pisses everybody off. Yeah, no, Joe, I put something in the chat. I don't know if you can pull that up. I wanted to see what you thought about that. That's going on in Georgia right now. It's another um, offensive <laughs> logo. Oh, geez. Oh, what is that? <laughs> I put oh, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to see this. So, Joe, you want to describe wow. what we're looking at? This was, I think, uh, I think, in elementary school, too, not a high school. So we're looking at this giant eagle on the right. Uh, it is the logo of the Nazi Party of Germany from 1933 to 1945. <laughs> to the left, <laughs> another eagle logo, somewhat similar. <laughs> Uh, this is the new logo by the East Side Elementary School in Marietta, Georgia. <laughs> there are there are similarities to this. Yeah, I could see where people would be like, I don't know, dude, just a little close, just a little too right. close for comfort here. Yeah, again, I taught I could I could just as easily say it's an eagle. Mm hmm. It's I'd have too to know similar. who it's... chose this. I would want to know who chose this and why. And how does it you get past I mean? everything? You know what I mean? This has to be in a lot of hands for it to get to this point. Well, I think exactly. this says why, why education is important. I think a lot of people, you know, here's the other funny thing. I mean, I more associate the, the, the golden uh, eagle logo with uh, where Hitler stole it from, which was the ancient Romans. So that was originally uh, the Roman legions symbol was the golden eagle and Hitler hijacked that thing. I think people probably know the swastika was a, a like a peace sign for Indians and he turned it into a hate symbol. <laughs> so he literally was stealing things that meant one thing and using them for something different. So are, are we getting back to the Bermuda Triangle Jedi or are we, we done with that? 
Um, well, the other theory, well, there's a few more theories we can go over. Alien base. Yeah. Do you think that it's um, a site for alien activity? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another theory. Or it's a time yeah. warp area where you can go into another dimension. I, yeah, I see I mean, more and more scientists talking about the possibility and probability of wormholes. Wormholes? Like actual real scientists are, are talking about that being a possibility. Why not? Why couldn't that be? Why couldn't there be one underneath there? Well, that's crazy. Um, I did send something else in the chat, Joe, to, to click on. Got it. Didn't, did, didn't some people, like we were talking about Todd, some people said that they experienced the Bermuda Triangle and they had stories about it. I, I know you talked to yeah. somebody. There's a whole Bermuda Triangle Facebook page, and I couldn't get anyone to come on. A couple of them talked to me, but they kind of flaked out, said that they survived it. So I don't know any actual stories, but there are there is a whole Facebook group talking about it. Wow. But Joe, I still think the biggest mystery is the quicksand. <laughs> yeah. I I uh I agree with you wholeheartedly here. Uh give you one more second. This is great. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. <laughs> no. Remind you that if it hadn't been for me, we would never have found Grimes. It's true, because if I hadn't stayed in that nightclub, the girl would not have set me up. We would never have gone to the gambling. And I, I, I don't believe this. Now you're trying to take credit for some stupid coincidence that almost got us killed. I don't believe in that shit. I believe in logic, well, reason, hard work. That's how we're going to find it. That's, that's... What, what are you doing now? I'm sinking. Why are you sinking? I don't know. Well, how come I'm not sinking? Because well, you're standing on normal sand, I'm standing on quicksand. Now, there's no quicksand in Mexico. Well, congratulate me, because I just discovered some, okay? Hey, why aren't you trying to get out? No, no, it's, it's a well-known fact that if you struggle in quicksand, you just sink faster. My shoe. Look at that. You never rest, do you, Proctor? Uh. Oh, where is it? Hey, hey, Proctor, wait! So, so if you struggle, <laughs> it's worse. So I'm just gonna let myself drown in this. <laughs> I have one more tidbit, by the way. If you are ever in quicksand, the move to make, by the way, is you're supposed to lean backwards. You're yeah. trying to distribute your weight more evenly, but you should be trying to wiggle your way out. It says, uh, it, it, it's you're gonna have the power of if you were trying, if you were standing on dry ground trying to push a car over. So that is what you're facing, and so, but you do have to lean back and wiggle. So if you were laying down like you were laying in bed on it, would that be something you'd kind of be safe? Or, or would it just take your whole body down that way? My, I assume, yeah. 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 I, I would think, too, once kind of your fanny got under your body a little bit, you would start to, yeah, that would right. probably be the worst way to go. <laughs> I was just thinking that there can't be many more worse ways to go. No. Imagine going on right? and suffocating. I remember when I was a kid watching a Twilight Zone with, uh, I think, Leslie Nielsen, who was one of his first acting films, and uh, the husband buries him and the, the girlfriend, his wife. He was cheating on, on the dude's wife, and they bury them in the sand as the tide comes up. And he puts a bucket over their heads and he walks off. And I thought, that's the worst way to die. Yeah. That's that the way, like, eventually it's going to completely engulf you, but it's a little bit at a time. And you can't move. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Oh, no. the claustrophobia of not being able to move your arms or legs. I hate that. Oh, my goodness. While simultaneously drowning. <laughs> Ugh. 
<laughs> All right. So I think me and Jedi both have to get back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wide awake now. Quick question. You guys are into sports and somewhat politics. What do you what do you guys think of uh Dennis Rodman going to try and save Brittany Griner and then changing his mind not to go <laughs> save I know. Her? He acts like he's best friends with all these world leaders. I think he's auditioning for a second Trump White House and the possibility of becoming Secretary of State. <laughs> Dennis Rodman's trying to like, let me show you what I can do. Give me a shot. I can do this. I mean, another time when basketball was so much fun, you know, like like the 80s and early 90s, that's when he was a character. Yeah, he was. He still is. He still I is. Know. I mean, trying to be a, a self-appointed diplomat for America. I mean, <laughs> you know what's crazy about Dennis Rodman? He's a Hall of Famer, and he like wasn't really a great basketball player besides a rebounder. Yeah, the but most one-dimensional player ever. Basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and he used to like take pride in that when his stat number would be like zero points, twenty-four rebounds. Like, who does that? That's not yeah. a thing. That doesn't even Couldn't sound shoot. like fun. <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't shoot free throws. Couldn't shoot the ball. It was just all rebounding. People also forget uh, that this was a guy who, before he left Detroit, they found him in the gym with a shotgun in his mouth. <gasps> yeah. I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah, dude. Goodness. They found him at the palace, and he was doing a shoot around, and when people showed up, he took a gun and put it in his mouth, and they were like, hey, don't do that. That's how he got out of Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. That's that would be that would be one of my worst places on in the United States to ever be in. Detroit. No interest ever going there. Obviously, there is there's nothing in Detroit that you need to see, and there's no reason for you to be there. Yeah, yeah we're cl we're closer than you think from there. We're only about a ten hour ride. Yeah, oh. it could be a four hour ride. I still wouldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Detroit. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Compared to Detroit, uh, Bridgeport is like Beverly Hills. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's they hold that up. Really? Uh, at least we're not Detroit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Morks, the end is here. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out, Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond, on Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple, and Clovercrest Media. And um, beware of quicksand. <laughs>